Welcome to the Embody Your Design podcast. I am your host, Amy May, 6'3 Emotional Manifesting Generator. I am obsessed with human design and mindset tools and using them to create a life beyond my wildest dreams. My goal with this podcast is to bring you human design and share stories around how you too can begin to embody your human design. What is talked about in this podcast are the thoughts and opinions of me and my guests. I'm always welcome to feedback should you have any. Thank you for being here and let's dive in as we embody our human design one conversation at a time. I am so excited for this episode. I am going to be talking with Catherine Beck. She is a voice coach, which I like find so fascinating. And of course, like we were chatting before I hit record and we found out that like she was born where I grew up and we're from the same area, even though she's living in Australia now. So we just like, it's like all these things were like, wait, this is so, so cool. So synchronistic and everything just all falls into place. I'm so excited to have her here to just talk about um, how she uses human design and what she's learned um, in her life with her human design. She is a 6'2 splenic projector. (laughs) Um, And so uh, Catherine, do you want to introduce yourself and what you do for the listeners today? Absolutely. I am Catherine Beck. I am a voice and dialect coach. I'm originally from Chicago. So crazy that I was born where Amy May grew up. And so, yeah, that's just such an uh, interesting synchronicity there. But basically, my background is in acting and voiceover. And I was living in Hollywood doing the whole actor thing when in walked an Australian into the bar that I was sitting at and we just fell in love within six days of knowing each other and had to figure out how to keep the romance going. So seven months later, I found myself married, moving to Sydney, Australia and thinking, gosh, how am I going to be an actor over here? So I learned the Australian accent, which excited me to go further into learning more about voice. And so I started teaching accents, American accent coaching for actors over here who wanted to jump into the U.S. film and TV industry and started coaching all sorts of people on their voice. So entrepreneurs, teachers, coaches, actors on uh, creating influence and impact with their voice to get the results that you want in your professional life and in your personal life as well. Oh, that's that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I, um, I like, we, we connected through a uh, business by design at the business by design live event. And when I like heard your story and what you do, I was like, this is fascinating. And <laughs> the power, just using like the power of your voice in so many different ways and what you do and how you've adapted is just fascinating <laughs> to me. Um, like what, And so like bringing into, you know, we obviously like we talk about human design, like, so when you learned about like your human design and I know you're, you're a newbie a little bit, like, and you just have learned a little bit about your type, but how has that shifted how you show up in your life and or business? Yeah, tremendously. 
So I am in the beginning stages of learning more about human design, but I'm really fascinated in how it fits within who you are, your life, your business. What I've learned about my human design is, uh, and what's really interesting for me being a voice coach is that in order to use my voice and share my knowledge and wisdom with somebody, I need to wait for the invitation. And that makes so much sense to me, you know, when I think back of how people receive my information, it's always when somebody is coming to me and wanting my knowledge and expertise, that's when they really uh, have a greater transformation. Those moments where I feel like I'm putting myself out there, it feels exhausting and it feels like I'm not being heard. And so just knowing that little bit of information has been so transformative, both in my business, but then also in day-to-day as well. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I've mentioned this before in different episodes of the podcast, but I've had to like actually invite a majority of the projectors that I've had on this on this uh, on this podcast, where it's like a literal like DM, like, "Hey, I love you. Like, will you come on and share your story <laughs> on my podcast?" Like, essentially, that's what I've done for a majority of the projectors who've been on here because, like, you guys do require like that invitation, especially when you're in alignment. It's like, oh, let me like, let me let me like wait until it's like an aligned decision and like coming in and actually for everybody on on my podcast it's been like a form of an invitation uh, whether i'm posting like when i'm posting i'm asking people to come it's not just you're coming to me and like pitching to me like hey i heard about your podcast i want to be on it it's like yeah. i've put myself out there and like set that tone of an invitation out there. Um, and you, like you came on and responded and that's how, yeah, for those listening, that's how we got connected. I put a post in like a group from the, from the like event that we connected at and, you know, Catherine responded and here we are. Um, and so that's how an invitation can play out. I like to kind of break it down for people in case they're like, what's going on? Um, so it's really, it's really beautiful. Um, and so um, where, when did you learn about human design? Like how long has it been since you were first introduced to human design? I first learned about human design about February, March of this year. And that was through a course I was taking called Manifestation Babe. And she touched on the elements of human design a little bit in her program. And I thought that was really fascinating. And so I wanted to learn more. Uh, So I looked up my chart, you know, found out that I was a projector and that was the beginning of me discovering a little bit more about human design and where I became really fascinated about it is through my teachings of voice, how could learning more about human design give people who maybe don't feel confident using their voice or want to enhance their voice, how could understanding your human design help you in um, really enhancing your voice and sharing your message through 
through your business or just through day-to-day life. So that's where the fascination came for me and the beginnings of learning about what, you know, what it is and how it is different for each person. I love that. And um, I was actually in the alumni version. So that's why we didn't, you probably like didn't even know I existed, but um, because I've been a part of Manifestation Babes like courses um, since 2018. And so she gave everybody who's an alumni, like you could get you had to put a deposit in, but you were in a, we were in like a separate group. So you wouldn't have known that I was taking it. And I'm actually a peer mentor in this current round. Um, oh, because wow. Yeah, because I applied and um, she selected me. And I did that just because a lot of people do have questions about the human design aspect. And that's where, that's where I have like my expertise a little bit is in manifestation and human design. So little thing, I was like, like more synchronicities happening here um, with Uh, the learning. Do you want to, do you want to hear some really crazy synchronicities that happened? You know how she talked about having an accountability buddy or a small group. Okay. So I put a post out there checking, you know, like, Hey, who's in Australia who wants to form a little group. It started with a massive group. And then it trickled down to just four of us. Now, unbelievable synchronicities here. It's crazy. Okay. So I'm from Chicago, living in Sydney, Australia. There's another woman in the group who is from Chicago, living in Sydney, Australia. Wow. There is a Canadian in our group who is living in New South Wales, same state as us. And she is a Scorpio. I am a Scorpio though. The other one from Chicago is a Pisces. So she's not a Scorpio, but we're both from the same place. Now the fourth woman is not in new South Wales. She's up in the sunshine coast, but she is also a Scorpio and she has the same exact birthday as me. Oh my gosh. Wow. And we all found each other and formed this group and met once a week during the program. And we still meet up on zoom once a month and connect. That's so, that's so cool. Mm. I I love it. I love it. Uh, That's, that's so interesting. I'm a Sagittarius. And so it's like, oh, well, close to Scorpio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause you know, some Scorpios have like November birthdays. I was born at the end of November. So uh, definitely like you're like, close, close, close. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, f- I feel like a uh, fascination with Scorpios. I just love that. <laughs> I love that energy. So another piece that like comes into play, like, uh, and that, and that program was so amazing and really does give a little bit of like a taste of human design and how you can mm. use it. And it's, it's incredible. Like I loved, I love that program. Um, I'm just curious, like, what, um, do you know what the other people in your group, like what any of their human designs are? Like, are there any, uh, the one, well, the one that has the same birthday as me, she's a projector, but different type of projector. Um, that's a good question. I can't remember what the other two are. I just know my birthday friend, we're both projectors. that's, That's fine. I was just curious. Yeah. Um, 
I have the same birthday as my dad and we have very similar um, human designs, like different, like very similar, like definitions and similar profile and all that. So um, there is something about like the time of year and what, what definite, like what, not necessarily types, but it's more, um, this might be a little over your head, but it's actually like the gates that mm. kind of those go through like the sun, like the, the astrology part, like, like all the planets and all that. So <laughs> trying to put yeah. it in like simple terms, but the, like, that's kind of how, that's kind of how that works. And so it is fascinating to think about who's similar to me, like who isn't similar. And um, I know you mentioned like you're, you were interested, like, okay, how can people use like human design and, and their voice, like in their voice and like being comfortable, like showing up? Um, Have you, have you like played around with that, like within, uh, within your human design or um, you're just more curious about it? It's something that I'm discovering now. It's something I'm curious about learning more and seeing if I can incorporate in my voice training and my voice program that I teach, because I think that there's something there. What I've played around with is the asking for an invitation. So those moments where I feel like I don't need to use my voice. And then those moments where I've been asked to use my voice, I lean into because I know that that's the opportunity for the flow of information to just come through me instead of having to think about it so much. I rely more on uh, whatever needs to be said will be said in that moment and not having to feel like I need to force it in any way. So I'm learning how to gauge that and play around with that so I can teach others how to, you know, trust their instincts as well when using their voice. Yes, that's, that's really beautiful. And like, especially, you know, with you being a projector, like waiting for that invitation, and then just allowing it to flow through. Uh, Just to share, I like to share a little bit of insights and what, because I know a little bit about the energetics. And um, like, for anybody who is like a generator type, aka sacral is defined, that is like a responsive energy. And so when Whereas like projectors, it's like an invitation, like, hey, will you share? It can, like a response can feel the same as an invitation um, or, but it's more like generators get to like respond to things around them. Like for me, when I create, I love putting a post out there like, hey, what are your questions about human design? And then people ask me and I respond with an answer. And so like something like that, or like going out, in the world and like seeing something and like, oh, I'm responding to this. It may not be like an invitation, but it can be, if that makes sense. And so like that, and uh, generators make up about 70% of the like population. And so like you, like toning in, tuning into that response can be like helpful for knowing when to share, like share thoughts and share insights versus like, okay, I'm going to wait a little bit here. And so that's an energy to play around with too, um, as far as like the energetics of the voice. And um, and there's also the like throat center in human design. And 
really knowing like what it means, like, okay, when this is defined, this is what this means. And when it's undefined, this is what this means. So there, there is a ton to play with. Like I say, you can apply human design to like anything. <laughs> much, so. that, yeah. That's what really fascin- fascinates me is the, the throat center and saying, okay, well, the throat houses the voice. How does that, you know, work for people? I think that's so interesting. It is very interesting. And, you know, I like to, a a big thing for me is I like to share, I share things through like my story and that's through some of the connections that I have. And also there is actually like a disconnection in my energy from my like mind to my throat. And so sometimes it can show up as I have these thoughts in my head, but I can't get them out unless if I'm around the right people or the right environment, like sometimes things will just naturally flow better. And that's where, when you dive in deeper to human design and play around with like the channels and how everything's connected, then that's like something to play around with. So there, there's a ton. So that like, that's something that's an issue with me. And I'll, I tend to use the filler words. Like I was going through a transcript and the amount of times I used the word like and um, in in a course, it was, oh, wow. Is that something that you've encountered in your coaching with voice, the use of the word like and how often people use it? Yeah. And, and it's fascinating to me. So a lot of people will use those filler words like, um, uh, and that's usually, it's sort of what you're talking about. There's like that disconnect, or it could be nerves creeping in where interrupts that, like you're saying, I like to think of it sort of like an imaginary flow of, you know, it starts with a thought in the brain and that brain produces a signal for us to breathe because in order for us to speak we need breath so it starts first with that breath and that breath travels up through our you know our uh, it's called phonation so this is where the breath changes into vibrations which produces sound and then from there it resonates through different chambers within the body And then we articulate, so we form, we go from the vibrations into actually forming vocal, you know, speech sounds through our lips, our tongue, our soft palate, all of our articulators that help us shape sounds. So if the, it starts with the brain connecting to the breath, and if there's some sort of interruption or a thought or feeling that gets in the way, it can often, you know, disrupt that natural state that we do so easily, all of these productions of speech working together so nicely. So we have to allow ourselves to first start in a very sort of calm state of mind. And when we're nervous, oftentimes we break that pattern and that's where the ums and the likes and all these things come through. So it's giving ourselves the opportunity to start from a place of calm or centering yourself or feeling relaxed or more excited instead of nervous to set ourselves up to uh, take those moments when we're thinking and not feel like we have to add those filler words, allow yourself to pause 
and gather your thoughts and then speak. And that's all you need to do, but it becomes awareness and practice. And how do you get good at a skill is you practice. And that's really all it is. Those like what you were saying about, you know, watching back and, and hearing the likes and that sort of thing. That's great. The more you can play back or listen to your voice and pick up on these patterns, the more you build your awareness so that next time you are speaking, you can be more aware in the moment of that happening and allow yourself to pick up on that. So you can start to learn how to self-correct that. Yeah, I've noticed that too. It was, I was, you know, listening and going through this transcript and hearing it. And then immediately I went to record something else. And then I started talking about it. And then I noticed, you know, I just paused. I was like, oh, I'm speaking slower. I'm being more comfortable in that silence and being more comfortable taking that pause. And I think a lot of us don't actually sit with that uncomfortable feeling. And we, we think it's worse when we're like from our perspective, but when people are listening, it actually gives them more time to even process what the person mm -hmm. is saying and, and being able to integrate it more and hear it on a completely different level, which I, I, I find it fascinating just how we speak and how we process the information because I've been playing around with uh, audiobooks and I'm an avid reader I'm also a librarian part-time so books are my books are my thing and so <laughs> playing around with the speeds of audiobooks and it and it's different when you listen to something on like you know 1.5 speed and then on like one speed it it processes so much different with the pace of the voice. And I, I find that fascinating. Uh, has that been something that I'm just like getting curious and asking you all the questions, <laughs> but is that something that you've played around with like as a voice coach, like how fast we talk and like those pauses and everything? Yeah, rhythm or the pace at which you speak is so important because here's the thing you have to remember when you're speaking to your audience, and your audience can be one person. It could be a thousand people. They could be in person with you, or they could be uh, listening to you on an Instagram live. So not even there as you're speaking, you have to remember that they are gathering this information for the first time. They're registering the information. So you have to make sure that they can understand what you're saying. And it takes us a moment to register the information. And so there's different ways that you can make it easier for us and to sustain our interest as well. One of them is pace and pausing, pace and pausing your rhythm. That can really impact how well the information is sinking in. Another one is your volume. So how loud you are or how soft you are can really impact the message getting through to your audience as well. Um, so there's also the melody at which you speak, you know, so if you're speaking really monotone and there's not a lot of variation in notes, 
it's not as appealing to your listener. And I, I've also stopped using my my jaw, my lips so much. I've closed up the space. It's not as interesting and as gauging for the audience as when you're using some high notes and some low notes. There's variety there. And now I'm using, like I said, my articulators, my lips, my lower jaw to help shape the sounds. And also then finally connecting an emotional feeling or thought behind what you're speaking about. That evokes a response in your audience. Your audience is now intrigued and feels, you want them to feel what you're feeling as you're communicating to them. And that makes you also sound like a real human being. And that's what people want, right? They want to know that you're a real human being, even though you're on a screen, they want to know that they can relate to you. And so by using all these different elements that you have in your voice toolkit, you already have all of these here, you can really start to engage and interact with your audience in a very uh, fun and uh, effective way. I agree. And what I've noticed, because I, I love to connect with people and the like higher level coaches, I, from what I could sense, they've learned some of these skills, but maybe don't necessarily talk about them. I feel like it's not always talked about in the online space, like honing the power of your voice and being intentional with the way that you speak. Yeah, I've noticed just from people who are you know, multiple six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure coaches and beyond that they are using their voice in a, uh, in a particular way. And the way that, what you were talking about just reminded me of that. And I was thinking, oh, I bet they like learned those things and didn't necessarily say like, you know, just maybe behind the scenes or at a time where I wasn't following them and they like practiced and honed those skills. And that can set you apart as a coach from somebody who's new to somebody who's seasoned. A hundred percent. And you're right. It's sort of like this secret thing that a lot of people don't talk about. Sometimes because people are self-conscious about their voice or the way they present themselves on camera. And so it's not always something that you want to say, hey, I was really nervous using my voice or I didn't like the sound of my voice. And now I've worked on my voice and now I feel really good about it. And now I know how to use it to, you know, create more of an impact with my audience or gain more followers or make more sales, but it really becomes a special tool to get yourself, you know, from five to six figures, from six figures to seven, from seven to eight figures is the power within your voice to connect to another person and inspire them and influence them to want to work with you. You will notice the more you're aware and observant of this, that most online entrepreneurs do not know how to use their voice. And they're wondering why that they're not making an impact, why they're not increasing their followers or their audience, why they're not making the sale. It's because you don't know how to connect to your audience and how do you connect to your audience through your voice and just by some simple tools and techniques, you can very easily and very quickly get to that next level, but you're right. 
most people don't talk about it. Yeah, so the, the little connections. And honestly, I just had this realization as we're recording this and another, you know, path to, I don't know, alignment, abundance, whatever, like, it's, it's like fate coming together with having you on here and talking about this, because I do believe that it, it's important. Uh, I knew I wanted to have you on because I was like, this is so cool what she does, but just didn't quite realize the importance of it until, I don't know, five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's so funny is I didn't realize the importance of it until this year. So I'm part of business by design, but I'm in next level, which is James Wedmore's group coaching program. And when I joined in April, I started as an American accent coach for actors, very niche in what I teach. And I realized that I wasn't in alignment. I wasn't quite teaching what I was supposed to be teaching. I love teaching American accent for actors, but it wasn't my true purpose. And I didn't realize until recently, and this is where I pivoted and evolved into opening up to a bigger audience this year, that what I teach was needed by many, meaning that I was putting all my attention into one audience when I really needed to open my knowledge of what I do to a bigger audience. Teaching voice was something that I was called to do because I was a very shy and quiet girl. I, you know, was not very confident using my voice. And it's fascinating that I ended up, you know, so fascinated by voice and accents and performing because I was a very shy person, but I felt very comfortable being another character. And so when I became an online entrepreneur, I hit a roadblock. How do I use my voice, not as a character, but as myself and feel really confident? And in that process, I found my voice and I found how to feel confident being myself on camera, you know, in a podcast, on an interview. And I wanted to help others really stand out and speak up using their voice, whether in day-to-day -day life or in their profession and learning that they can do it as well. So when I realized that, I thought, oh my gosh, this is my purpose. My purpose is to help others find their voice. Those that are insecure using their voice, how can they stand out in their business and really voice what they're all about? So it's been a really interesting year of discovery. And now that I've found that, it's incredible how needed I realize what I teach is and how people are really resonating to what I'm teaching. It's fascinating. It's, it's like, as soon as you find your alignment, everything kind of falls into place. It's really, really cool. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And I don't really talk about this, obviously not on my podcast, but I really don't like the sound of my voice when I listen to recordings. And I know this is very common. And, but there's so many judgments that I have around my voice and listening to things. And yeah, I feel like I sound like a five-year-old, <laughs> but mm. 
it's it's just but in other but in other ways like people have told me like your voice is really great for meditating like when I hear you speak it's very calming and to me it sounds very like high-pitched and annoying but to other people it's very soothing and so it's it's very interesting the judgments we have about our voice and what other people think about our voices and how it's so, it can be so different. Oh yeah. Well, we are definitely our worst critic for sure, but our voice really tells a story. And so those moments where you first discovered your voice and learning how to communicate that gets imprinted in your voice and stays with you as you get older. That doesn't mean that it has to stay that way. Your voice changes as you get older, it matures as do you. And so your voice shifts over time, as does your accent. You know, if you move from one country to another, your accent can shift because you're acclimating to the people around you. So there's definite possibilities to enhance or shift your voice. If you don't feel comfortable or confident with your voice, I think of it like a musical instrument. You can bend and shape the sounds as they exit through the body to sound differently. You know, so if your voice is up here and you close up the space and you can start to get kind of nasal, I still, I'm still myself, but I've just changed the, the, the trajectory of the where the voice is going, you know, or, you know, I could again, place the voice in a different spot and, you know, mold and shape my instrument so that now the voice is coming out this way. So we have the capacity of changing our voice. You know, that's, that's not an issue. It's about learning how to do that. Wow. Just, (laughs) just wow. Like how your voice shifted. It sounded like a different person. And I, I'm just, wow. (laughs) That's so, that's so interesting. And I, at least my belief and, you know, everything is just a belief that we have, we can always shift it, but that, oh, only like special talented people can change their voices like that. I can't do that. I'm just a normal girl. I'm not an actor. It's not my profession. And it's so interesting just to like hear that voice change with you and how we all I mean, you know, we all can do it. It's just a matter of whether we believe we can or not. Yeah, it does start with a belief, a belief in yourself, but it's a skill. We all have lips. Well, you know, unless something happens, generally we all have lips, a tongue, a soft palate, a lower jaw. We all have all the same sort of makeup. It's learning how to use what we already have in a different way to sound however you want to sound. And that's how, you know, you shape your voice. That's how, from my voiceover background, I've, I've done a lot of animation, cartoons and that sort of thing in the past. That's how I learned, you know, how to create characters with my voice. So I could become who, whatever character that was and, and identify their voice. So it's, yeah, it's fascinating. I love it. I love it so much. This is this is definitely so interesting. And I think a lot of the times, you know, just to bring like some human design back to it, just because I work with 
you know, I do human design readings. I work with people in embodying their human design. I think a lot of the times we, or at least I have overlooked the power of the voice. And it's been more about, well, are you comfortable being seen? Mm. Are you comfortable talking? Do you have the right words to say? And, and that sort of energy versus this, wait a minute, like, how are we using and honing like the skill of, of our voices and how are we, and you know, the throat center in human design, it's also about messaging. And so like the voice is a component of that. Like, how are we, how are we getting our message across? How are we, how are we communicating with people? And I, I do, I do sense like this is something that often gets overlooked in the in like certain human design circles, but it also could be I just haven't been paying attention to it. Um, but it's it's very interesting, and this has been like a fascinating conversation <laughs> around <laughs> this. And it, it could be like the birth of something new, like really talking about actually like t- like I love the use of like tuning your in- your voice instrument and. Um, like I think it could be like something new, like taught within business communities or like communities in general. Like how can we use our voices for the betterment of everybody? That's it. You know, when you're talking about business and a lot of emphasis is put on messaging, you can have great messaging. You can have great words that you want to communicate, but if you don't know how to communicate those words, communicate that messaging, there's, that's sort of the missing link to get to that next step, whatever that step is for your business. If it's to get the job, get the sale, get the promotion, um, you know, uh, get people to show up, gain more followers, you can have the most incredible messaging that you have crafted to a T. It is perfect. But if you don't know how to say it, or you're avoiding using your voice, showing up, let's say your personal brand and actually voicing your messaging, then you are not only wasting so much time, but you're missing out on so much opportunity in growth, in money. It's not even funny. Oh, yes. Because at least I think about a lot of the times I think about how I show up versus how the people who I'm really attracted to online show up. And there is always this component where they are using their voices and they're using their voices in a powerful way. And I'm not always... I have this podcast and there is, there is ways of, you know, showing up in the way that feels like really good to you because we want to be feeling good when we show up. But at the same time, if we're not getting like this essence of who we are out there, there's not that connection. And, you know, with COVID and everything, like I had, you know, started dating somebody right before lockdown, like a month or two. And um, he's like, doesn't do online videos or like phone. Like we had met in person, obviously. And 
for the past, like, for like over a year, we couldn't really see each other or foster any sort of connection in person because that voice was missing. Like, you mm. know, there was no, there was no true connection with just um, like text messaging or like messaging online on a computer. Since there was no like voice, there was no true connection. So we do actually need the, the voice gives an essence to who a person is. Yeah. yeah, really another, does. Another realization I just had. <laughs> so many things happening, happening now. Uh, but it is very, it is very important. Like the work that you're doing is wonderful and amazing. And I'm realizing, okay, I could use some work and some help with my voice. That would be really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, anytime. Anytime, you know, and, and it's the thing with the voice is what I found is the, the, the results can happen pretty quickly. It's not something necessarily that you have to wait a long time to see a transformation. You can start to see that rather quickly, which is really exciting. And I think propels you to want to continue to work on your voice even more. It is a skill. So, you know, it requires a little bit of daily practice each day, but the great thing is, is you use your voice every day. So it's not like it's something that you have to uh, take time out of your day to really uh, devote to, you know, you're not like running a marathon. So you've got to go spend hours running and training. You use your voice every day. It's about building awareness as you use your voice and just, you know, trying some different exercises on for size to see, see how it feels. That's all. Exactly. And I think that's why uh, changes can happen so quickly is because how often do we talk throughout our day? <laughs> how often? And when we're aware and we, when we're, for example, it was, it was not too long ago where I realized I'm using like too much. And so in this podcast, I'm like, of course I <laughs> it's habit it slips up but the amount of times where I have wanted to say that word and I paused instead it's building that habit of yeah. pause pause and working on it even now I love multitasking too uh, and so it is that okay pause I recognize okay and working and developing that skill it can be something that you implement right away once you realize something Correct. Yeah, that's it. And you're doing it. So well done. Well done to you. Yes. Oh my gosh. This has been, this has been so good. I've, I've loved this conversation. So if people are listening and they're having similar realizations as me, like, Ooh, I could use some (laughs) help with my voice and being more intentional with how I'm saying and speaking things both in my life and in the online and in the business entrepreneur online space how can people get uh, connected with you yeah for sure so my instagram is at katherine underscore beck underscore you'll find me over there posting things and letting you know what's going on uh, all the time i have a voice program which you can jump on the wait list and get more information if you would like that you can uh, get to by going to katherinebeck.com slash wait list 
to jump on the wait list and get more info on that. I also have a podcast, which I like to give great tips and information about how to use your voice, both in your business, but also in your personal life as well. And that is called the voice for business podcast. I love it. Thank you so much. And thank you. Uh, oh, and all the links will be in the show notes for you guys. I almost forgot to say that, <laughs> but I want to thank you so much for coming on here and sharing about what you do and how you've used your human design in, in how you run your business and live your life. And thank you so much for being on here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Want to dive even deeper? I invite you to get your Human Design Abundance Blueprint. In this blueprint, you will receive a personalized breakdown of your human design chart and how to use it to be your most abundant self. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As a special thank you, you can send your screenshot of the review to theamymay at gmail.com and my team will send you a little gift. All the details are in the show notes. I invite you to tag me on Instagram at the underscore HD underscore librarian with your favorite part of this episode. Thanks again for listening and see you in the next episode.